Welcome to the Minute Church Podcast. Today we're concluding our series, My Story. Today's super special is we'll be sharing our story of Medic Church. Sit back, relax, enjoy the podcast starting right now. All right, let's continue our series today, My Story series. And so uh, I wanted to share with you guys my story. So today is entitled My Story. All of us have a story. In the last several weeks, we've been talking about our story, the difference, or telling us to go, telling us to stay, telling us to... I don't forgot. <laughs> Hang on, I'll tell you. <laughs> Stay, stop, go. So for the ones that don't know me, I have ADD really bad. Um, and so I try to stay on focus, uh, and, but sometimes I get sidetracked and I forget where I'm going. Um, but today I wanted to share with you our story, how we got to where we got and, and, and how God called us into ministry and how God has used me throughout the years. And I just kind of wanted to take time and honor God and share our vision with you. You guys that are new here for the first time and you're on our online campus tuning in, you're getting to hear our story. Uh, and, you know, you, you hear throughout parts of the messages that we speak, the sermons that I preach, uh, we share oftentimes uh, different parts. But I felt like today was a good day uh, to share our whole story. Uh, for the ones who don't know me, my name is Michael Williamson. I am the lead pastor here at Medic Church. Uh, and f- for some guy I met yesterday, we, the president, the CEO, the founder, whatever fancy other title you want to stick attached to it, <laughs> that's, that is me. And so, but it's so nice to meet you guys. And uh, I'm excited about what all God has done throughout my journey in ministry. So I was blessed to have two parents that were awesome, that loved God. And so I was blessed to be able to grow up in church. I was blessed to be able to grow up and being involved in ministry. And uh, I remember a time that my dad wasn't in church. And I remember at a young age, and I remember that. And uh, he, he was mean. He's our children's pastor now. Guess what? He's not mean anymore. He is to me, but not your kids. Um, but he, when I'm growing, he is mean. And then he found Jesus. And, and I use that not because I'm picking on my dad, but I've seen a transformation in somebody's life, somebody that's made a big impact in my journey with Christ. And, so, and I use that to, to tell you guys, hey, if, if God can change my dad, he can change anybody. And, and so at a young age, my mom began to pray for my dad, and he's, she's like, hey, I'm going to take the kids to church. My great-grandparents on my mom's side, or my my grandparents on my mom's side, they passed away when I was very young, so I didn't have an opportunity to know them. And and from what I understand through my mom and my aunts and uncles, that they were great going to church, God-fearing people. They loved God, and they loved music, and they loved being involved in church. And my mom's like, hey, I want my kids to be raised in church, which is awesome. It was great. I loved it. She began to pray for my dad and said, hey, I'm praying for you. And he, she continued to pray, and finally one day he's like, I'm going to church. And if I go, he said, the only requirement I ask is we go to my mom's church, which was my grandma. And I love my grandma, and my grandma played a, played a big impact in my story, and we'll go with my, my grandma here in just a few moments. But, but he's like, hey, I'm going to go, and, and I'm going to be involved, and, and, and I'm going to go. So he goes, and he had an encounter with God, and his life was forever changed. And so uh, there's been a lot of times that, that he's decided, hey, I'm going to be more involved. 
Because let's just face it, it's, it's when you don't get involved and you just kind of just, ah, we're just going to go, we're just going to kind of play the parts, it's easier for you to stray away. But when you're involved and you're there and you're hanging out and you're the first ones there, turning the lights on and uh, cutting the alarms off and sometimes you're setting the alarms off because you're super excited to get into the church and you forget about it and you go in and police show up and <laughs> this all happens, happened. And then you end up being the last ones to leave after you're running everybody out, you're turning the lights out, you're cranking the air up, you know, the typical church, you got to go when we could stay, but you got to go, we got to, we got to get out of here, and then we could go to restaurants, spend four hours. That was what happened in me at a young age. We were the first ones there, the last ones to leave very often, and then we would go, to, we would go on and we would eat a meal, and, and we would be there for hours and hours and hours and hours. <laughs> but we built relationships here at Medic Church, we're big on relationships. But at a young age, I remember a time when my grandmother took me and she said, do you know who Jesus is? I said, yeah, I know who he is. I've been going to church. And, and she said, let me tell you about him. And my grandma would be the one that would lead me to Christ for the very first time at a very young age. And so, and so I learned later on that it was prophesied over my life by my grandma and great-grandmother that my, her sons and their sons would be preachers of the gospel. Now, I didn't understand this when I was little. I didn't understand. I didn't know what it meant it called to be able to speak. I thought it was uh, for the longest time to be a youth pastor. I never thought and imagined in a million years it would be this. God, don't call the weak. And so, and so I began to get more involved in our local church after I said this prayer. We had all kinds of ministries that I was involved in. I Amy, one time, y'all, I sung on the praise team. <laughs> that was one time. <laughs> but anyway, but I remember going to youth camp at 12 years old, and it was prophesied again and confirming the confirmation to my grandparents that I would preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And again, I was very blessed to have great people when I got back home to say, hey, Pastor, Pastor Jack Ford, listen, hey, this is what happened to me at youth camp. He was so thrilled. He was so happy. He took me under his wings and he said, hey, I'm going to do an internship with you. I'm going to work with you. And it was so exciting, and I was so thrilled about it, and I got involved, and he took me under his wings, and he started teaching me stuff started teaching me about the Bible and started challenging me. And I did this for a very long time and got involved in doing different things and um, in ministry. And then my dad decided that, hey, I'm going to go on and I'm going to get my ordained minister's license. And the particular denomination that he was in required you to do an internship under another pastor. And it was fortunate for us whenever he was doing this, we were able to relocate to be under our original hometown pastor, Pastor Jack Ford. And I love him, he, and, and he's passed on, and, and I'm sure that he would be thrilled to know what, doing what we're doing. And uh, I got to share just a little bit with him right before he passed of what we would be doing. But uh, we, he, my dad went on to move, and we relocated to the Kannapolis area. It was a big change. I was a 17-year-old, just graduated high school, and I was, I was crazy, y'all. <laughs> But I was still involved in ministry. And I got there and I was fixing to turn 18 and we, I got involved with the youth group there because I just love, I love young people. 
God had prophesied, hey, you're going to speak to young people. You're going to preach to young people. And so I got involved and I helped out the youth group. And I was a youth leader, not the youth pastor, but a youth leader within the youth group. In 28, or 2008, I would end up meeting my future wife. And we began to minister in various areas because my dad was the children's pastor at this particular church. We helped him out. We done great things. And, and all the prophecies seemed to be coming to part. And we knew that God was calling us to do different things. Last week I shared about a time where I took a youth pastor's job and I just took it to be taking it and I didn't pray about it. And ooh, it was not good. Because we all have a story. Some are good. Some are bad. And last week I shared about that bad part of my, my walk and, and how it wasn't great. But God had called me to do greater things. And he revealed a name to us, the word medic, M-E-D-I-C. And I began to pray and we began to seek because we didn't understand why God had gave us this name. And we began to, to seek after God and say, okay, God, I don't know what it is. I tried for months and years to get somebody to draw what God kind of envisioned in my head, a logo. For the ones who are here today, if you want to see those original drawings, there's on a picture right above where the coffee's at that we begin to draw. And we prayed and we began to fast and we began to seek after God. And it seemed like every time we would get ahead, we'd hit a stumbling block. We'd be youth pastors at a church in 2014-ish, 15-ish, 14. <laughs> Getting my dates right. <laughs> Jamie was there, she knows. And God began to work in us. And we seen youth group come together and do great things. We built up a youth group. We instilled in them. We loved them. It's the most challenging bunch of teenagers I have. I still love them to this day. I learned a lot from them. We went to a youth conference, and I was able to speak over these individuals' lives. Yeah, that picture right there. That's the original drawings that we had planned for Medic Church. Or Medic Ministry, we didn't know at that time. But we had prayed, I want you guys to see this, we prayed for 11 years, and we had no idea what God was planning for us. Sometimes our future is unknown. We don't know what's going to happen when we leave here. We don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know what's going to happen next year. During this time as a youth pastor, I had no idea what God was getting ready to call us to do. Late 2015, all these dates are a little bit scattered, so y'all bear with me. <laughs> so, but God has spoke to us. We were approached to say, hey, do you want to help us plant another church in the Mount Area area? And we began to seek after God, and I prayed about it, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we prayed, and we really dug deep with God, and God led us to Mount Airy, North Carolina, to help start a new church. And while we were there, we learned awful lots. Last week, I shared with you, it was difficult for us to go. It was difficult for us to, to, to go and do what God was calling us, because we were comfortable where we were at. We were, we were rooted. We were deep. We were instilling. We were changing teenagers' life. We were doing awesome things. And I'm not boasting to say, hey, look at what we did. I'm, I'm trying to share with you what God did in our lives. And so we were doing great things. And we moved. And we watched people begin to slice, begin to change. Now, we helped start this church. We were not the pastors of the church. I want you all to, to make sure everybody's clear on this. 
And so while we were there, we were doing awesome things, but God began to speak to us and say, hey, I want you to do more of my work. I've called you to do more. I've called you to do more. And so we were saying, hey, okay, God, I'm kind of comfortable where we're at. We, we know the plans that you have for our life. But he said, uh-uh, you think you know. But check this out. So after we prayed and we, and we started really seeking after God and, and we decided that, hey, our time was over. It was time for us to go. God opened up doors that were unimaginable for us. And so we made the, the hardest decision that we had to make in December of 2018. And it's to walk away from something we helped start. And throughout the course of January, I remember me and Tasha were sitting at Jimmy John's. We're sitting there and she said, what are we going to do now? <laughs> Tasha? I said, I really don't know. I said, but I do know that I feel like God wants us to start a new work. Her exact words were, are you crazy? A little bit. <laughs> but she goes, what would we even call it? This is all true, y'all. I, I promise you, I wish, I, I wish they had a recording of us sitting there. And I said, Tasha, I said, I think we're supposed to call it Medic Church. And she said, really? I said, yeah, for 11 years we prayed. We had no idea what God was preparing us for. And so, and so then there in, in about January of 2019, we're sitting there and we're seeking after God and we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And so, <laughs> fast forward just a couple of months. So we started the process of starting a church. You've never been a part of that? Wow. I didn't lose his hair overnight. <laughs> it come from 2019 to 20. We ain't going to talk about 2020, but. But God opened up doors, and he, he said, hey, listen. You're going to go. I'm going to provide the way. I said, okay, God. I said, you'll have to. So begin to work on it. And, and what's ironic about all this is in the mix of this, I, I started questioning God. I said, God, is this really what you want me to do? I don't think this is what you want. Maybe, it's, maybe you just want me to pastor a church. Maybe that's what it is. So we started visiting around because we wanted to make sure we were still getting fed and, and still seeking after God and, and trusting God. So we went to a couple of different churches. We went to this one church over there and a few towns over, and guess what they needed? Pastor. And it was just like the perfect storm of everything. Like all the planets aligned just right. And I'm like, hey, y'all looking for a pastor? We're looking for a church to pastor. Can we meet? We'll talk about it. They're like, we well, don't got no money to pay you. I'm like, I'm not after money. I don't want money. I just want to do what God's called me to do. So we met. And it still doesn't make sense to me why they ghosted us, by the way. <laughs> just so y'all know, they ghosted us. Uh, but we prayed, and I was like, God, this doesn't make sense. Went to another church. Talked to the guy. I'm like, hey, man, listen, we want to we want to get involved. We want to help you. Is there any, I want to I pastor, and I'm trying to pastor. You know, I feel like it's what God's called me to do. Can I be your associate pastor? And, you know, is that way I can be preaching and stuff like that? He's like, nah, nah I don't think we quite want to do that quite. After he told me he was going to let me do it, then he's like, nah, I changed my mind. Thought she was there. It's a true story. I can't make none of this up. And I left there. When we, let, when we pulled out of that parking lot that day, 
God told me and spoke as clear as he could. He said, are you tired of doing your own thing? So when we stop trying to do our own thing and we allow God to lead and direct us and guide us, he's going to put us on the right path. He's going to keep us on that right path. It's just like the GPS we talk about. Oftentimes we put that address in there and it'll give us the routes and we go, oh, but I know a shortcut. I know a shortcut I can take. Sometimes when we take those shortcuts, it adds more time, it adds more headaches, it adds more traffic, it adds more issues that we shouldn't even have to begin with because we was already on the right path that God intended for us. And, and, so, and so we learned to say, hey, stop doing this. And we tried and looked in three different, four, five, six different counties around this area plan a new church. Seemed like every time we'd get ahead, we'd hit a, rumble, a stumbling block. Told Tasha, said, hey, we got to get this information out there. We got to see how we can get, maybe get some people to help finance us, to help us do this, because it takes a lot of money to do all this. And I said, maybe we'll get some help. Let's, let's shoot a video. So we shot our story video, and it's on our website. You guys can see it by going to meditchurch.com forward slash our story, I believe. But we... We shot this video, and we had some friends that were there that we met, and we took them to Golden Corral, and I had a big TV set up. I mean, they didn't know what was going on. The staff there was like, man, this guy's got it going on. Like, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> had about 20, 30 people there, and we showed our video, our story. And when we finished the video, it was funny. I was like, hey, are we going to take up an offer now? <laughs> Can anybody want to give to what we're doing? And, and. And what was cool about it is a lady that was sitting there said, hey, I know a place in Pilot Mountain just come over for rent. So we went, she told me where it was at. And lo and behold, it wasn't this place she was talking about. She was talking about another building. And I so happened to come, it was, I'm going to tell you guys something. Down here at night, late at night, like night night, like sketchy night, it's, it's sketchy around here. I come rolling down here. I'm on the phone with Tasha. I got Bluetooth in my truck. Got the door standing wide open. I said, hey, I said, if you don't hear from me in like five minutes, I said, you need to call the cops. I said, they done stashed me up. I said, it looks crazy down here. I mean, I ain't never been down here. I don't know what's going on. I thought I was going to die. There's a sign up here on the window, and I took a picture of it, and I called the lady the next day, and she didn't pick up my phone number because it's a Gastonia area code. And so (laughs) she called me back after I left her message. She said, hey, Let's meet. So we showed the video on a Saturday. I come by here on a Sunday. I called the lady on the Monday. We were looking at the building on Wednesday. And, and we shared with her what we were doing, what our intent was. She said, hey, listen. She said, let's take a week. Let's pray about it, and we'll get back with you. The price was right. Everything was lining up. Stars were perfect again. <laughs> and I called her that next week. Prayed about it. I talked to the board of directors. Everybody was on board of what we were doing. And, and, and all of a sudden, she said, listen, I got some good news and bad news. I don't know about you guys, but I don't like when conversations start like that because I'm like, oh, snap, this ain't good. She said, what do you want to know first? I said, well, hit me with the good news. <laughs> and so just hit me with the good stuff that way. She said, the good news is you're locked into your spot. I said, well, that's really good news. I said, what's the bad news? She said, I'm selling the place. I said, oh. 
How's that going to work? She lived, I talked to the owner. He's got you covered. You guys are good. She'll give you the price. I said, you're great. Okay. He's going to call you in a week or within the week. He got, I gave you Y'all, for the next week, I was sweating. I didn't know who the guy was was going to call me. It got a week later, and I'm like, Tasha, said, this guy still ain't called me. I said, should I call her? Should I, should, what should I do? I started praying to God, God, where are you? Flying the moon up and the stars, everything's perfect. I said, what's happening? <laughs> and the guy ended up calling me, and he's like, hey, man, sorry it took me so long to get in touch with you. I've been busy trying to finish up this paperwork. It's good. We're going to let you guys move in. Can you meet with me on Friday? Got there Friday, signed the paperwork. Here we are. <laughs> Let's fast forward just a little bit. So that was, we signed the paperwork for the building in December, so we set a launch date, March 1st of 2020. And you guys, I don't know how I can describe launch Sunday, but it was one of the most awesome experiences that I've ever been involved in. Not because what we were doing, hey, look at us, but we see people flow into the place, and we had about 40 people here that morning, and, and we shared the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we watched five people make a decision for Christ that morning. Awesome. It was all worth it. My best friend was here from, from ministry. We done ministry throughout the course of our young age and teenagers. And he, man, he, he was here supporting us, loving on us, shared some of our stories of how we did things growing up. And I want to praise God. I'm going to give him all the glory behind everything that we've done. I know my story's kind of long, but that's kind of the gist of everything. But I kind of want to share just a little bit more about Medic Church. Medic Church is a church where everyone belongs. I learned things throughout my course of ministry and things that I've learned in the past and the works that we've been involved in that I want to establish a place where everyone, no matter where you come from or what's happened in your life, that you can come into this house and let God restore the brokenness in your life. We designed the logo with the purpose. After years and months of praying and seeking after God, I sat down and we designed this logo that you see, the Medic Church logo. You put it up there for me, please. And when we designed this, we designed it with an intent and a purpose. The M-E-D-C are symbolized as being broken. They look broke. They look hurt. It's a, a resemblance of our lives. Hey, we're broke. We're hurting. And then we're symbolized the Band-Aid as a place, this place is a place of healing that God can restore that brokenness in our life. And in the heartbeat is that we want to be the heartbeat of the church. And we want to breathe life back into people. We want to be a life-giving church, a church that you can come to and geek. Whatever you're dealing with, life can be giving back to you. And our mission is very clear that we want to build a growing relationship with our community. We want to show them the same love that God shows us. We don't want to be a church. We want to be the church. The church shouldn't be confined to these four walls. That's why we're constantly trying to get out and outside of these four walls and do things. Just throwing these cards different places. Giving out cookies. And just putting a thing on there, how can we pray for you? And again, I shared these things with you about my story. Again, not to boast about me. 
but it's the path that we've taken, the path that things have happened in our life has made us say, hey, this is what we want in a church. I'm going to tell you guys right now, we're not perfect. We're going to do things, we're going to mess up, and we're going to realize, hey, we screwed that up, and we're going to have to fix it. We told you guys to sit down, and we didn't tell you to stand back up during worship. I mean, y'all could have. It wouldn't have mattered. I mean, <laughs> but it happens. Oops. The computer over here, when we make the lights and things do what they do, I oops, I got fat finger problems, and they're right side by side. I mean, it happens. I got a headset on that's been on the whole entire time, but I didn't push the unmute button. I'm holding another microphone. <laughs> it happens. We're not perfect. And I'm not going to tell you this church is going to be perfect. But I'm going to tell you I'm going to do everything that I can to love on people. You guys, I, I just met you guys for the first time. I love you already. And I'm going to tell you I appreciate you coming. This is a different, different service uh, than what we normally do, but I felt that this was important to instill into this series because everything that we've talked about the last four weeks, hey, I need you to go. I need you to stay. I need you to move. All this was because God had made me go through each one of these steps to get us to where we're at. Here at Medic Church, we want to be evangelists. We want to reach people. We want to find people to spread the gospel to. We want to build those growing relationships. I always tell people most, other than these guys, <laughs> I think everybody in here, other than our new folks and Trina, Trina's fake by the way, has been out to lunch with us or dinner with us and I have bought your meal. Not to boast, but to say, hey, I do it because I love you. I do it because I can. And I've, I've had people do it for me because there's been times in my life I didn't know where my next meal was going to come from, but I trusted in God that he was going to provide for us. God said that he would never give us more than he can handle. And when I started this, I had a question, God. I said, God, I don't know if I can handle this. This little guy, this little country boy that grew up in a small town. And y'all think y'all think this area is small? Y'all ought to see where the little small hole in the wall I come from. There's like ten people there. Maybe a hundred, but <laughs> if they rough. But but God called us. He called those that were unqualified. I'm unqualified. I'm the most unqualified person for this position. But I'm doing it because God called me to. God qualifies the called. I'm going to close with this. Jeremiah 31 and 3 and Ephesians 1, 4 and 5 talks about how God has made us to love. God loves you. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for each one of us. And I'm sharing that with you, and that's why here at Metachurch we share that love. John 3, 16, I, lo I love my daughters because they, they're, they're, they go to a Christian school and, and they're learning Bible scripture, and, and they were talking about, Daddy, do you know John three sixteen? I said, yes, I do. Daddy, you know John three seventeen? I said, yes, I do. <laughs> Is that so cool, Daddy? Hide those words in your hearts. But, but I, I resembled that love that God showed us. Each and every time, God could have simply, in the beginning, when Adam and Eve decided to bite the fruit, they could have simply, he could have simply said, hey, you know what, you've messed up, I'm done with y'all, I'm going to destroy you, and he could have started over. But he decided, hey, I'm going to love them instead. I'm going to love them in their mistake, and I'm going to show them that there's a way. There's a way out of what you've done. 
And that's why Medic Church, I mean, that's why we constantly tell you guys, no matter what's happened in your life, now don't go around freely sinning now, but no matter what happened in your life and where you come from, God still loves you. And God can restore that brokenness in your life. Here at Minute Church, we're all about loving people, building relationships, seeking after God because we want to build people up and not break them down. Pastor Michael, will you preach these messages in the past where you stepped on my toes? It ain't me. That's God putting conviction in your heart, but we want to build you up and let God restore you and change that brokenness in your life. Stay true to God's word. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Seek after Him. story kind of it's a fluctuating story there's good parts of our story, there were bad parts of our story, there were up parts about our story there were down parts but one thing that was consistent is God was always there we didn't see him sometimes this song we inserted into our story video this one Dan was actually messing me up because there was another song I thought we were singing that's okay showed up in the midst he showed up when I didn't see him I was sitting on the side of the interstate praying after God after we looked for five or six different houses nothing seemed to be working and I prayed to God I yelled at God I said God you're going to have to do something God you're going to have to do this you've got to make the way because I can't do it on my own you've called us to do this you've got to make a way you've got to provide the house God said I have the timing just right for you Trust me. That's exactly what we decided to do. It was hard because I didn't think he was working. I didn't I didn't feel like it. I didn't see it, but he was there in our midst working in behind closed doors. If you guys will, if you don't mind, just stand with me this morning. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you so much for this day. God, thank you for allowing us to have a story. God, I know our story is different God but God you've been involved and been in the midst of everything that we've done God when we try to do our own thing you you veered us back on track and helped us to overcome things God today I want you to reveal to people that you're still in control of their stories God help us keep our eyes fixed on you Lord and continue to bless many church and let us be the church where everyone belongs, regardless of the background they come from. And God, if somebody don't know you today, let them know all they have to do is say this simple prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Forgive me of my sins so I can live forever with you. Help me keep my eyes fixed on you and continue to write my story. In name I pray, amen. Thank you again for tuning into the Medic Church Podcast. If you need prayer today, you can submit a prayer request by going to www.medicchurch.com forward slash pray. 
Submit a prayer request. Our team is standing by ready to believe that God's going to meet each and every need that is submitted. We can't wait to be with you next time as we give another life-giving message. We'll see you soon.